wanted to come live because I could not let this sit uh, over the weekend. I need to get it out on behalf of the victims of what, frankly, I believe is a mini Chernobyl right here in America uh, that has been just disgustingly and shamefully swept under the rug and is now uh, being further swept under the rug by a, I don't know if you would call him a sociopath or a psychopath, the CEO of Norfolk Southern. Uh, if you've been paying attention, uh, Louis DeAngelis, uh, our reporter, has been in East Palestine for its fourth reporting trip this week. Obviously, you know, it's six months later, so it's not getting, you know, thousands of live viewers like it did uh, for us when it first happened. Uh, but it's still equally important to cover, particularly as time goes on, the rest of the media abandons the story, abandons the people, uh, because that's when the real cover-up begins, as I have uh, seen in Flint, and I will have exciting news for a change on the topic of Flint a little bit later when we have more viewers. I'll be able to share some good news. Um, but I saw... You know, watching Lewis's great reporting this week in East Palestine showing just the devastation, not six months ago, now continuing as residents get sicker and sicker. And we have a lot of clips to show you. So if you're in a good mood, I'm telling you, you're not going to be in a good mood after this. I'm warning you. If you, if you might be more of an emotional person, get some tissues. If you might be more of a person with an anger problem, don't be near a wall. Because um, I'm angry. I'm really angry after watching the despicable CEO of Norfolk Southern, who, Colin, we should add them to the flag, even though it's not our flag, goes on CNBC with corporate ghoul Jim Cramer, who's been having meltdowns, if you haven't noticed lately, about the United Auto Workers and auto workers having the, the gall, the temerity to uh, threaten the strike uh, because they've been exploited and abused for decades by General Motors, Ford, Chevy, uh, Chrysler, et cetera. But the Norfolk Southern CEO went on CNBC, I don't know, I think it was a day ago, two, two days ago, I must have missed it. And it was one of the most despicable things I've ever seen, not just because of the lies he told, but because of just the entire framing by Jim Cramer of CNBC. Colin, I should have told you this before, but if, if possible, and if you need a minute to change it, I wanna, I'll probably stop and start during the CNBC clip because it's just so despicable. Lewis and Status Quo have shown you so much evidence that Norfolk Southern is not doing anything and is not honoring its promises to the people. Norfolk Southern is trying to bury this, bury the fact that they criminally detonated toxic cancer-causing chemicals over a small American town, which, by the way, did not just stop in that small American town, East Palestine. It traveled far and wide, as we're going to show you. And he has the temerity to go on CNBC and say, we're keeping our promises. Let me pivot to our growth forecast, which I'm about to show you the clip. 
when you have residents having seizures six months later, you have residents getting breast, breast cancer, men getting breast cancer, which is pretty rare for men to get breast cancer. Residents coughing, kidney problems, liver problems, sinus problems, fatigue, no, bloody noses, you name it. And Norfolk Southern will not pay a dime to permanently relocate residents who want who want it and deserve it if they want to be permanently relocated. The EPA is doing bullshit testing that the EPA itself has admitted that the equipment they're using doesn't even, it's not even, it doesn't even have the ability to detect all chemicals. or all levels of toxicity. Buckle up. And I'm going to ask you right off the top, and I'll ask you throughout, if you're not yet a Status Quo member, sign up today. Lewis was just on the ground for a week. We have a lot, a lot of interviews that we're going to be uh, posting over the next day, probably another week or two, because he recorded a lot of the interviews. Some of it was live, a lot of it was recorded. It is so, so important to stay on these stories. The only reason that I've been able to continue covering Flint now for seven years, the only reason that I'm going to be able to share great news about Flint in a little bit, well, great news about me pertaining to Flint, but all of us, is because you guys and gals kept funding me to go back. My next trip to Flint will be my 20th time going to Flint in seven years. Some of those trips were when I was with the Young Turks. Most of them have been funded by you and Status Coup. And frankly, sadly, we're probably going to have to do the same thing for East Palestine, sending Lewis there over and over. I'll probably have to go. I hope it doesn't take nine years. We're almost at 10 years in Flint. But if that's what it's going to take, the only way we could keep going is if you fund us. And thank you, uh, Ariana signed up as a new YouTube member. So please, as we go, I will give you shout outs if you sign up while we're live. Statuscoup.com slash join. This reporting is very expensive. Obviously paying Lewis food, uh, paying Lewis, paying John, the commer man, hotels, rent-a-car, food, equipment. It all adds up. So without further ado, and smash the like button. Super chats are welcome. Here was the Norfolk Southern CEO on with Jim Kramer. And uh, Jim Cramer, right out of the gate, asked them about East Palestine. Down shore, the presence here at Norfolk Southern, get a clearer picture of what's going on here. Mr. Trump, welcome back to Bad Money. Hey, Jim, it's great to be here. We've made a lot of progress since you and I were together yes. in December. Okay, so first, let's just get something out of the way, because it's what everybody talks about. You had that terrible accident stop, in Ohio. Stop, stop, uh, stop. It, obviously. Let's just get that tiny little thing out of the way, shall we? Colin, let's just get that minor little thing out of the air so we can move on to more important things. You know, the whole mini Chernobyl, you and your greedy, evil company detonated over this innocent village. Let's just get it out of the way. You know, I'll have you for 12 minutes. I got to check the box to pretend I give a shit about these people if I'm Jim Cramer. So let me just get it out of the way. 
Continue. Has uh, hurt people, and you're trying to do your best to try to bring in some admirals, a very new way to be able to handle some guys you can't boss around, have come in and looked at it for you. What are they saying to you, and can you be insured for that kind of accident? Yeah, look, we, we ah, said it was going to have ah, an impact, and it has. Can you be insured for this type of accident? He really just asked that. He didn't ask, how are the people of East Palestine doing? Why would Jim Cramer give a shit about that? He didn't ask, uh, have you cleaned it up? He didn't ask, what's the status? Are you relocating people? Have you gotten rid of the chemicals? How are people's health? What are you doing about, you know, this is CNBC, so what are you doing about the depressed home prices? How are you going to get insured for this type of thing? That's what's the top of mind for this corporate ghoul, Jim Cramer. How are you going to get insured? You can't make this up. I, I'm, I'm trying to go between sociopath or psychopath because I know there's different definitions. But you got to be a psychopath with literally no ability to have emotions. Is that you as a journalist, which he's not, are asking? And you're right, Chris, because CNBC pretty much exists for stock market traders hedge funders, big financial CEOs, some politicians who are committing insider trading legally. So this interview is really for stockholders who might have been a little, gotten a little cold on Norfolk Southern since they, you know, nuked this town six months ago. But Jim Cramer's got to make sure he asks, are you insured for this? You know, people are on the fence. Should they buy again? Press the buy button on Norfolk Southern? Keep going. It was really important that we've made progress, and I'm proud of the progress that we've made. I'm proud of the response in East Palestine. We're making promises, and we're keeping promises. And I said, we're going to make a safe railroad safer. Last year, the number of derailments on Norfolk Southern was the lowest in two decades. We're going to be safer. So I looked outside the industry. I'm looking for inspiration. I want to be best in class. So we hired an admiral who used to run the nuclear navy. I told him to put together a team to report directly to me as an independent consultant. So he's got multiple former admirals and a lot of folks with Navy nuke experience. Oh, Look, the stop. Navy nuke program is the. So thank God. Thank God. If you're watching from East Palestine, if you're watching from the surrounding Pennsylvania areas who are also sick, because it's not just East Palestine. Thank the Lord. If there is one, they hired some admirals with some experience in nuclear because you know the admirals and the united states military has never you know nuked anyone you know illegally bombed anyone you know done burn pits in the middle east you know released chemical showers over vietnam per se and tried to cover it up thank god 
for the admirals because that will make it all okay. Colin, come on for a second. Do you feel better for the people of East Palestine and Pennsylvania because they hired uh, the admirals with nuclear expertise? Because it sounds good, right? Does it? <laughs> it, it? It sounds like more like that uh, uh, sort of fluffistry of you just say a lot of things and hope people don't look into what's actually happening is what it, what it sounds like. Because um, maybe it was the admiral who said, uh, bury the contaminated soil under the tracks right after the derailment and detonation. Or maybe it was the admiral who said, don't involve the actual chemical company who owns the vinyl chloride they detonated. Don't bring them into the room for the final decision whether to detonate the chemicals because they're telling you you don't have to. And maybe it was the admiral uh, who, you know, is, is saying, hey, set up an Easter egg hunt in the park. The park's fine. There's no chemicals. Let the kids play. Or to, or to spend, uh, I think, what, what did that meeting say? $30 million on a new park rather than just relocating people. I'm sure, right. I'm sure it's the admiral who told them to do that and not them just trying to skirt by responsibility. I got to tell you, because you, you watch a lot more movies than I do. Uh, I, I, gotta t I don't even know if there would be anybody, any filmmaker, creative enough or have a sinister mind enough to even invent something like this that they just intentionally detonate the chemicals over the town when they didn't have to. And we'll get to that in a minute. Well, the, the movie uh, would get bad reviews for being too on the nose of how evil and stuff it, like people like it when movies are more subtle with how evil people are and stuff like that. And this is so blatant that it, people probably would give it bad reviews of like, Oh no, this, this wouldn't happen. IRL. This is too silly. <laughs> and you know, we also have to point out here, as horrific as the CEO is. Don't think that just because it's CNBC that you would get better anywhere else. If, if, if the CEO of Norfolk Southern went on uh, CNN or MSNBC, you think they're going to point out any of the shit I'm pointing out? No. You think they're going to challenge him on, did you really have to blow up those cars and poison a whole town, which is going to create... I'm just being honest, sadly, a massive cancer cluster. Did you have to do that? And what are the admirals going to do? People have permanent damage who are exposed to vinyl chloride, the byproducts when all that vinyl chloride combusts with other chemicals, all the other chemicals that were leaked out that they're downplaying. It's it's it it's almost uh, incomprehensible the 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 lies this guy is telling and being able to sleep at night, and the fact that this business journalist is just sitting there letting letting him do it. Check a box. He starts. Well, let's just get this out of the way, so then I could you know blow you. Continue. gold standard right. of safety in all of industry and norfolk southern will be the gold standard of safety in the rail industry. so vinyl chloride not necessarily nuclear but what it, what it is is that if you ever had a nuclear spill that'd be the worst in the world so these guys really know uh, know the stuff for what happens in an accident yeah they're they're top notch i've been really impressed with what they brought so far 
to us, they're going to be here for two to three years. We're investing in this. As you and I talked about in December, we're investing in the long-term success of NS, right? We're investing in locomotives. We're investing in service. We're investing in intermodal stop, infrastructure. Stop, stop, We're stop, investing stop. in technology. Did anybody just hear that? Did anybody just hear that? We're investing in the long-term success. Not of East Palestine. Not of Pennsylvania, who they're pretending was not affected. We're investing in the long-term success of NS. Are you kidding me? You are pivoting to a elevator pitch so the people that sold your stock will buy your stock again or potential investors will come back in. You're pivoting from, oh, yeah, you know, we're doing a couple things here for those people. By the way, we're investing in locomotives and this and that and this. Capitalism is evil, correct. This guy does not care about the people of East Palestine. I have spoken with residents. You have heard from residents who have had counters, encounters with the CEO. They'll spend money on Easter egg hunts for the residents. Tens of billions of dollars for a new park that nobody asked for so that Kids can run around in the contaminated soil and air in this new park. But all he wants to talk about is what Norfolk Southern is investing. Not in cleaning up East Palestine. Not in relocating for the residents that want to leave, and a lot of them do. Not in relocating for the residents in Pennsylvania that want to leave. And it's not, let me rephrase, not want to leave need to leave. There was another incident in Times Beach, Missouri in the 1980s with similar levels of dioxins, which are some of the most toxic chemicals known to man. They, they got everybody out of town, and that is a ghost town now, with similar levels of dioxins that have been seen in East Palestine. This guy says, we're keeping our promises. Well, I'm about to show you how much they are keeping their promises. And I'm going to try not to punch my camera. The only reason I'm not going truly, truly nuclear is my nine-month-old baby is taking her nap. But I'm going to go nuclear at some point. And smash the like button. We got almost 200 people watching. This is more important than any other any of the other junk that lefty media is covering today. And kudos to Lewis, who's been out there four times covering this. Not just when it was sexy and breaking, but a second trip when very few journalists were there, and a third trip when no journalists were there, and a fourth trip this week when no journalists were there. It was only him. And a, and a PBS, a local PBS camera that covered the town hall the other night. 
play the rest of this. And intermodal infrastructure. We're investing in technology because we're really targeting that $860 billion truck and logistics market. It's a it's a great opportunity for us, and we're going to unlock that growth opportunity on Norfolk South. Okay. Great growth opportunity for Norfolk Southern. I want you to remember those words. I want you to remember those words. A great growth opportunity for Norfolk Southern. And Jim Cramer mentioned, oh, you know, vinyl chloride, not necessarily nuclear. The admirals that you hired will take care of it, right? You hire some admirals. They'll take care of the mini Chernobyl you created. You know, we have some new subscribers. We've gained about six to 7,000 subscribers over the last few months. Um, actually, two months. Uh, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Press the subscribe button. So some of you might not have seen this, but we're going to play a lot of resident clips today to show what Alan Shaw means by keeping his promises. But I want to remind people who don't know this didn't need to happen. Let me repeat. They did not need to detonate like a bomb, a chemical bomb. They did not need to detonate five cars. And frankly, I don't even believe them. I think it was more than that. Of toxic cancer-causing vinyl chloride over East Palestine and all the surrounding communities and states, because that did not stop at one mile. It went to Pennsylvania. It went to West Virginia. It went to the western part of Ohio. It, frankly, we've talked to people in New Hampshire who have had problems and saw plumes. Even people have reached out from Canada. I want to remind you what the actual manufacturer of the vinyl chloride said when testifying recently in the National Transportation Safety Board hearing about what they told. And this is the person who made the chemicals. So they know how the chemicals react. They know what temperature and how hot it needs to get in those cars for there to be a real risk that the cars will explode if you don't explode them first. I want to remind you, what he revealed a couple months ago. Let's play that. The five tank cars carrying oxyvinyl's product derailed without breaching. The pressure relief devices on all five cars operated as intended, preventing damage to the tanks by relieving the elevated pressures that were caused by the surrounding fires. On Saturday morning, February 4th, oxyvinyl's was notified of the train derailment that involved tank cars carrying our VCM product. Following the notification, Oxyvinyls activated its special situations team in Dallas. We sent a technical team to East Palestine, and we communicated with Norfolk Southern and its contractors regarding the properties of stabilized VCM. To my knowledge, no other shippers responded with this level of support. On Saturday evening, February 4th, representatives of Oxyvinyl spoke directly with representatives of Norfolk Southern and its emergency response contractors regarding conditions at the derailment site. We made it clear, based on our expertise of the chemical properties of our product, that stabilized VCM would be unlikely to spontaneously polymerize under the conditions described to us by Norfolk Southern and its contractor. Polymerization of VCM is a very exothermic reaction, which generates significant heat, resulting in increased pressure within its container. 
If that pressure is not relieved, it can cause a failure of the container. An uncontrolled VCM polymerization reaction would have an obvious temperature rise that would continue through the duration of the exothermic reaction. For this reason, we emphasize with Norfolk Southern and its contractors the importance of monitoring the temperature of the rail cars. And on Sunday morning, February 5th, we further reinforced our view that polymerization was not occurring during a call with Norfolk Southern representatives. As previously mentioned, Oxybottles had dispatched a three-person team to Ohio in order to make certain that we had representatives on the ground who could serve as a resource to Norfolk Southern and those managing the response effort. My colleague on the panel, Steve Smith, led that team, and he arrived in East Palestine on the afternoon of Sunday, February the 5th. On Sunday evening, Steve met with Norfolk Southern's emergency response contractors and, for the third time, stated Oxybottle's view that polymerization of ECM was not occurring. In summary, although our rail cars did not initiate the derailment and did not breach in the derailment, we provided technical support to Norfolk Southern and its emergency response contractors. We sent a team to Ohio to support Norfolk Southern's response effort, and we provided information regarding stabilized VCM. We advised that the temperature of the rail car should be monitored, and we communicated our view that polymerization was not occurring. I want to emphasize that we did not have direct access to real-time information regarding conditions at the derailment site. We were not part of the Unified Incident Command, and we did not participate in or recommend the decision on the vent and burn operation. Let me break this down in English because it gets a little complicated with polymerization and all these words. The manufacturer of the vinyl chloride repeatedly three times over 48 hours told Norfolk Southern they saw no indications that polymerization was happening, meaning the pressure was not expanding inside those cars, nor was the temperature getting so hot that there was any risk that the cars would have an uncontrolled explosion over East Palestine, meaning there was no reason, urgent reason, to detonate a, the controlled burn, which was just an open detonation, which, by the way, is against the EPA's regulations, but who the fuck cares about federal regulations? We're here to protect corporations, right? the EPA. He revealed in that testimony that the experts told the company multiple times, many times, you don't have to detonate the cars, meaning the alternative would be to slowly release the chemicals from the cars in a controlled way. But they didn't want to do that. Why would they not want to do that in a controlled fashion? release the chemicals from the cars because that might take longer and time is money so if they would have done it in a controlled way rather than blowing up the cars in an uncontrolled way over this town it would have taken more time meaning that rail that rail track is closed for longer which would cost them from what i was told about a million maybe more per day so a couple million dollars loss was more important or too much of a loss. So they decided, let's just Jimmy rocket this motherfucker right over this town. Eh, this is flyover country. Who gives a shit? These people will probably die early anyway. 
smash the like button, share this live stream, thumbs up, and please, I'm just getting started. If you're not yet a Status Quo member, I don't know what more we have to do to show you. We are the only channel, corporate or independent, in this sick capitalist nightmare of a country, still covering this, still covering Flint, still covering a lot of stories no one else is touching. I'm asking you $5 a month. That's 16 cents a day. Do you get Starbucks once a week? Because even the shittiest small from Starbucks is about five bucks a month, five bucks a day. What do you get per day or per week? That's five to $10 a month because we also have the $10 level. Please consider signing up. We don't talk the talk. We don't pontificate about bullshit like 99% of other channels on YouTube. We are out there in the trenches on the ground, which I'm about to show you. I want to remind you what he said to Jim Cramer. Play that short clip, Colin. It's like the five-second clip. Did Colin go to the bathroom? Let me find it. It's a great opportunity for us, and we're going to unlock that growth opportunity on Norfolk Cell. It's a great opportunity, and we're going to unlock that growth opportunity on Norfolk Southern. Well, let's show you what that growth opportunity for Norfolk Southern looks like in reality. It's a great opportunity for us, and we're... Hi. Good evening, folks. My name is Lori O'Connell, and I'm a resident of Darlington Township, Pennsylvania. On Monday night, I attended a supervisor meeting in our township and was told that no one had brought any issues to the township. And this is the letter that I read to them. This is my family's life from February 3rd to August 14th. 90 days of excruciating, unexplained muscle pain, multiple doctor visits in excess of 30, multiple prescriptions, six antibiotics, three steroids, one Zofran for my daughter who can't stop puking, 10 puking episodes, multiple missed days of work. This was followed by one ultrasound, one mammogram, one biopsy, one, five, one surgery, one five centimeter mass and two lymph nodes, four nurse visits, five trips to follow up doctor's appointments, seven more to go. And oncology is yet to come, which starts the end of this month. You want facts, you want numbers? Our vinyl chloride results in my household 3.4 miles from this derailment. 0.50, the limit, 1.9 was the test result. 0.21 is the limit, 0.81 was the test result. 100 milligrams per ml, or C, whatever the numbers are, the limit was, that was the limit, the number was 2611. 0.50 is the limit, 0.82 was the test, 0.19 was the limit, 0.31 was the test. The assistance that we have received from Norfolk Southern, zero. The assistance that we've gotten from our local government, 
zero. The assistance we've gotten from our state government, zero. The assistance from our federal government, zero. I can tell you what we have been told, everything is fine. Nothing to see here, it's all great. Took five months for water test results. We were told to drink from another source. Two months and we're still waiting for our soil test results. Six months of worrying that our home is contaminated, that our insulation in our old farm home that we've lived in for 25 years could be contaminated and causing the illness. Do you know what they've told me? Well, we don't have a test for that. What am I supposed to do? Not one official, not one cares. Not one has called, not one has visited, not one has emailed, not one has Facebook, Messenger, carrier pigeon, nothing. Nothing for many officials. But our township received $554 to repair a road and $660,000 that they stuck into an account in case we need it down the road. So what I'm here to tell you is you are not alone. The people of East Palestine, believe me, you are on my radar every day and every night because we are suffering right along with you and we are faced with the same challenges that you're faced with. I have friends that haven't been in their home since February 3rd that live in Darlington Township. They want to go home. They can't. We can't afford to move. We, we can't do it. We've lived in our home for 25 years and never, never, never had this much sickness. Our dogs are now sick. This all started in February, but everything is fine. That's a Pennsylvania resident. Because remember, according to Norfolk Southern, the EPA, this is one mile. She's in Darlington Township, right on the border where this happened. But don't worry. It's a great opportunity for us, and we're going to unlock that growth opportunity on Norfolk South. Oh, they've unlocked something. Not growth. Sickness, illness, and cancer. That's what they've unlocked on these poor people. By the way, if you're new here, that her speech, that wasn't some uh, speech at an event that was carried on, you know, primetime broadcast news, which it should be. The only reason you saw that is because we, status quo, and Lewis have gone there four times. That was just two, two nights ago. That was our cameras and you funding us to be there. By the way, we're losing money on this trip because you lose money doing real journalism when you know you don't take money from big banks or fossil fuckers or big pharma or big real estate or silicon valley or the military industrial complex or the corporate ghoul donors of the democratic and republican party we don't have any of the money from those entities our funding comes from you that's why i plead and beg constantly five to ten dollars a month because that's the only way we could keep going back. And I don't want to get to a point where we can't keep sending Lewis back because, frankly, the people there and in Flint and elsewhere depend on us to keep telling their stories, depend on us to give them the microphone, to be there to cover these events. How, would, how the hell would you know 
that this is still a nightmare that is being covered up. But it doesn't end there for that family. You know, Alan Shaw told Jim Cramer, we're keeping our promises. Lewis interviewed that woman and her husband after the event. Wait till you find out what else is now going on, particularly with her husband. Let's play that. Well, I think our house is contaminated. Um, our grandchildren have been staying with us um, for the summer, and they have been suffering uh, a lot of different symptoms that we had when this happened. Right. Um, if we go away, we're fine. We come home, it all comes back, you know. So we know that there has to be some level of contamination right. in our home. And so they're still experiencing some of them now. Even. Yes. And I guess, do you mind going into some of the symptoms that they're experiencing? Um, upper respiratory, sore throat, stomach aches, mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of uh, sinus issues, mm -hmm. the funny taste in your mouth, the metallic taste in your mouth, the burning lips, still having them. Right. So do I. I, I still have them too, yeah. 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 Um, and I mean, uh, personally, I mean, uh, we, we heard from Lori on stage, I guess, what sort of symptoms were you experiencing throughout this? Well, I don't know if Norfolk Southern had anything to do with it, but I got breast cancer. I lived in that house for 25 years. Now, the research that I did, vinyl chloride, extended exposure to that will expediate the cancer. So I, I don't know. Right. I've had, after that, I've had, uh, besides going through all that, right. I've had, you know, dry mouth, eyes are irritated, uh, sinus problems, headaches, rashes. nauseated, rashes. Rashes. Yeah. I still support, I'm still sporting a few right now. And uh, it's just been a living hell. That's what I'm so worried about our kids. Yeah. I'm really worried about our grandkids because when we go, we want to give the house to them. Right. What, what, what are we giving them? A death sentence? We'll have a better idea after um, oncology. We'll do genetic testing yes. on both him and our daughter to see if they have the gene um, because there is no history that we can detect in his family uh, both mother and father's side of any breast cancer. Uh, no siblings with it, parents didn't have it, aunts, uncles. So, you know, we're curious to see if that gene shows up because that will be a, yeah. I think that it, that will be the catalyst. Right. That'll be the answer that to we're looking for. Let me show you. This is from. Uh, National Library of Medicine. Findings suggest possible association between male breast cancer and being stationed at Camp Lejeune and cumulative exposure to PCE, DCE, and vinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride. They detonated five train cars of vinyl chloride. And Lewis made clear later in the interview that his breast cancer was diagnosed in May, months after the derailment. I don't know, you know, obviously I cannot say for certain 100% that it's from the derailment, 
but breast cancer in men is very, very rare. It happens, but not a lot. If you have toxic cancer-causing chemicals, particularly vinyl chloride raining over you, it would not be a shock to see rare diseases like breast cancer in men. And that family is doing the smart thing and checking for gene testing to see if maybe he had some type of gene that would get this. My strong guess is no. And as the gentleman said, they don't have any family history on his uh, father's side or his mother's side of breast cancer. So you got men getting breast cancer after the vinyl, vinyl chloride shower. And by the way, we have broken, which the corporate media has not said at all. You have, at this point, probably just off the top of my head, 15 to 20 residents that have gotten tested that have tested positive for high levels of vinyl chloride in their system, which is kind of scary because vinyl chloride is supposed to leave your system within 24 to 48 hours. So if they are testing, they're getting detections for elevated levels of vinyl chloride months later, that would be not an acute exposure to vinyl chloride, but continual exposure to vinyl chloride. And by the way, I don't know who it was, but to the person in the chat who said, this is too much for me. I, I feel bad for the people of East Palestine, but Jordan's begging for money and cussing is too much for me. Don't let the door hit you on the fucking way out. If your biggest issue in all of this is me asking you to give us $5 a month so we could keep covering this on the ground. If that's your biggest issue, not asking for money to go play roulette. Asking for money so I could pay Lewis, who's doing great work and is a great reporter. So I could pay John, who does great work as a video journalist. So I could pay for the hotels, the flights, the food, the rent-a-car when they go. So I could pay Lewis when he's not there to continue investigating and doing investigative work. If your biggest issue is I'm asking you to sign up as a member, and I will give shout outs if you do sign up, statuscoo.com slash join, or my cussing, go fuck yourself. Okay? If you're not angry, you're not paying attention. The hell out of here with that. Colin, come on for a second. I mean, we're not doctors here, but... I'm just spitballing that a man, I don't know, seems like he's in his 50s, maybe 60s, breast cancer, very rare in men, vinyl, vinyl chloride shower over the town. I'm just spitballing it might be connected, him getting breast cancer. Unfortunately, I think it's a decent likelihood. And if not, then part of that uh, study or the paper you read, I'm pretty sure says if you already have the cancer, it'll exacerbate or exacerbate it. I'm not saying that word right. <laughs> um, so just the fact that both scenarios are bad. Both scenarios led to his current situation, most likely, obviously without being medically there and all that. But, yeah. and they were probably going to find out more. This is, now that he's come out and said that there's a decent chance we, people are going to go get checked now and we might start getting reports similar to Flint with Legionnaires where everyone was checking for lead and it took until, and no one was even... Not no one, but people weren't aware to even look for Legionnaire. And I think the same right. thing might be with cancers and others. 
But don't worry, Colin. Don't worry. It's a great opportunity for us, and we're going to unlock that growth opportunity on Norfolk South. So they're unlocking the growth opportunity. They hired an admiral to keep their promises to Norfolk Southern, excuse me, to the residents of East Palestine. They pretend that this just stopped. Your, your slip up was actually correct. <laughs> yes, there was a biodome. They pretend there was some biodome over East Palestine. So the, the, the chemical shower stopped at the one mile marker. So if you're in Pennsylvania and you're bleeding out of your nose or you're getting male breast cancer, that guy lives in Pennsylvania, or you're, uh, you know, you're coughing uncontrollably, or you got sinuses, or you smell like chemicals, or you got splitting headaches, can't be from this. Can't be. Don't believe your lying eyes. You know, one of the chapters in my book about Flint is don't believe your lying skin. So that's true. And by the way, since we have a decent audience right now, I got good news on Flint. Uh, I got a book agent. I got a book agent. I won't say who yet, but I got a book agent. Uh, this book agent has represented some pretty big players who have published pretty successful books. Uh, this book agent believes that he can get the book I'm working on, on Flint, which I now have 13 chapters finished, shooting for about 20 chapters, uh, that can get this published possibly possibly even by the 10-year anniversary, which is in April of next year. So when you're not seeing me live, uh, I'm basically writing nonstop, trying to finish this. Uh, and, you know, I have a nine-month-old baby, so that's obviously a, a lot. <laughs> um, so that's exciting news. But back to, back to East Palestine. 30 medications, this poor family. Their daughter is puking uncontrollably. The, the father has rashes uncontrollably, has breast cancer. And this corporate sociopath going on CNBC, oh, we're keeping our promises to these fine folks. Let's play the next clip because it's not just cancer, un unfortunately. Now we have residents, well, if you didn't see it, now we have a lot of residents getting other serious health problems. Let's play that. So I started getting sick in April when it started when we started having all this rain. My basement floods. Well, now my roof has been leaking since April. Insurance won't pay to fix my roof, you know, whatever. But I started getting sick. I get these rashes, which I have. I have one here. I have it on my leg. My eyes burn. I have that burning in my mouth. The headaches. I get these really bad sweating spells to where they smell like chemicals. Dr. Chai is my chiropractor, and I've been seeing him since 2010. He said, you have, I, I had a swing spell in his office where I was soaked. And he said, Chris, as long as I have been treating you, you've never had a smell. He said, and this smells like a chemical smell. My grandkids come over. They're fine. The next morning, they're congested. They're complaining of stomach problems. Um, the other night, I woke up soaked in sweat. I thought my house was on fire. I jump up and I'm running to the house. That had two of my grandkids there. And my oldest is 10 and she's like, what is going on? I said, I think the house is on fire. So she's running through the house with me. And then she's like, Natty, that's you. You smell like something burning or you know, something. And I went to EPA a couple weeks ago to see if they would come test my home. And they will not. I'm, I'm like right outside the one mile on West Martin. 
I have a picture of that stuff going over my house the day of the explosion. And I'm just, I'm tired of being sick and nobody and getting nowhere. And the dog just keeps saying, well, we can't say it's from the derailment. But we understand, but we can't say it's from the derailment. We have no proof. We have no way. And I was just at the doctor's yesterday with all the stuff. And no, it was today. I'm sorry. I went there today down there in town. Same thing. We can't rule. We can't determine if it's from. I didn't start getting sick till April when all this rain. My basement leaks. Now my roof is leaking. And I just think I'm just so. Like, it's just, I know it's in my home because I never got sick until all this rain started. And I'm just at my wit's end. I don't know where else to go. And, like, I've only been in that home for four years. And it's just, I'm just tired. Literally thinks her house is on fire, but it's chemical smell on her. And this sociopath that runs Norfolk Southern, who, by the way, perjured himself to Congress, lied to Congress, has lied repeatedly to the people of East Palestine, is able to go on CNBC unchallenged and lie through his teeth about keeping his promises, says everything's fine. The EPA, everything's fine. Biden hasn't done shit. We got men with breast cancer. We got residents having nosebleeds still. This woman smells like chemicals in her own home six months later. She's got all these other illnesses. And now we have a growing issue in Pennsylvania and among East Palestine residents with serious, serious health problems. Let's play this. Mm -hmm. um, right. Not not normal to develop asthma at 40, I would imagine. Yeah. Right. Out of <laughs> yeah. nowhere, just, yeah, yeah have an asthma attack. Um, and then uh, seizure-like activity. So in May, I it was May 20th. Uh, on the 17th, uh, there was a heavy chemical smell in the air, uh, very strong. Um, the kids got headaches, upset stomachs. I had an upset stomach um, on the 18th. And then on May 20th, about 10 p.m. at night, I had uh, severe muscle contractions and seizure-like activity and went to the ER um, by ambulance and uh, spent two days in the hospital. And the only thing that they really said was dehydration. Uh, they couldn't really come up with an explanation for why I was having those symptoms. Mm -hmm. um, my PCP, my oncologist both um, said that the only lab that was out of place was um, that my kidney function was a little high, but being that I only have one kidney mm -hmm. um, due to having kidney cancer, my kidney function is always a little high. So right. the fact that it was a little bit higher wasn't a cause to have this seizure-like right. activity. Right. Um, and leading up to that, I was having um, really bad muscle spasms in like my feet, in my hands, in contractions of my hand where my hand would like draw up my body and like get real stiff. Um, and found out that a lot of other residents in East Palestine, Darlington, were having these symptoms. And to just to be clear, uh, prior to this, you had never experienced seizure-like, you know, symptoms before uh, no. at all, really. No. No. 
Um, and then just by posting on Facebook, um, people started contacting me and saying, hey, my son's had a seizure. Hey, I had a seizure. Um, and it was all within the same two weeks of each other. And it was when they were digging up the chemical pits. Mm -hmm. So it was during a high exposure time. Mm -hmm. um, because again, the chemical pits were the most contaminated. So when they're digging those up, um, there was mm -hmm. high exposure limits. Yeah, and I mean, so to add some context to that, I was here in, the last time I was here was in May. And uh, on that trip, I noticed the smell pretty strongly one of the days that I was here. There was a lot more activity yeah. at the cleanup site um, to the point where like, I, I, I had a bad headache, I had a sore throat. Um, uh, and I, I was in town, I had to do a couple interviews and I was in town and I had one more to do and I actually like put a respirator on for a little bit because I was actually getting kind of nervous. It's just yeah. like your throat is not feeling good. You're feeling kind of like your neck is like tightening up yeah. almost and um, my head was pounding and it's just like, uh, so the, the, you know, uh, it's hard to show that yeah. it's smelling on a kit. You can't do yeah. that. That's yeah. uh, unfortunately that does not exist. But um, I experienced it myself on, on kind of the two middle of the, my, my second and third trip quite a bit. I noticed that sort of thing, especially when it was warmer outside. Yeah. Um, so during that time frame, I wouldn't, it doesn't surprise me that, um, that more folks were kind of getting these symptoms. So, uh, so you mentioned other, you know, other folks are reaching out to you now saying they're experiencing these symptoms. Um, can you give us an idea of like how, how many folks were reaching out and uh, you know, how, to your knowledge, like yes. how much, how, how widespread is this? So for, People that had new seizures, there was eight people that had new seizures, no history of ever having a seizure before in their life. Mm -hmm. So um, eight people never had seizures before in their life, all experiencing them now. Right. And then there was um, three people, five people um, that had seizures but have had a history of seizures in the past, but they have been stable on their medications mm -hmm. um, and then seem to be having like back-to-back -back seizures. like. Right. Um, and had to go to the hospital or see their a medical professional because their seizures were just coming back to back and mm -hmm. again thinking it was possibly being triggered by right. um, the chemical pits being dug up. Right. So they had been kind of managing that that after they had had seizures before they were on medication and it's not normal for them to be having them frequently. Right. So eight people who had not had seizures before, are these folks in East Palestine and Darlington? Or yeah, like... mostly in East Palestine. Okay. Um, six of them from East Palestine and then, uh, actually I didn't count myself. So seven from East Palestine and um, two from Darlington. Gotcha, okay. Um, yeah, so the, I mean, that's not one or two. That's the, yeah. where we start to get to, you know, uh, eight with who hadn't had it before or nine who hadn't had it before and another five or so who had had seizures before and having them flare up. And that's just who you've been in touch with. Right. Um, we're obviously going to try to do some additional digging here to get in touch with more of these folks. Um, but that should be raising uh, yeah. alarm bells for folks. And Unfortunately, at this point, you know, uh, we've had, I put out a story last week, the EPA kind of coming out and saying like, oh no, like, you know, all the indoor air testing we've done, like we stand 100% behind it, even right. though they haven't shown that they found anything. Meanwhile, you've got independent testers finding things where the EPA is not. Um, you've got members of the CDC who were here in March who got sick and left East Palestine because they were having so many symptoms to the point where like the CNN, props to CNN for actually covering that. Unfortunately, not many people are out here covering this anymore. Um, you know, CNN published an article about this 
it's it's it shouldn't take members of the CDC getting sick for it to to more attention. Right. Um, but it adds more validity to this for folks from the outside who are kind of you know looking in, being like, is this real? Is this actually happening? Um, it is real. It is actually happening. Yeah. And it's affecting hundreds of regular folks who right. don't know what to do. Meanwhile, you know, the EPA presently for people in East Palestine is kind of signed on with this Norfolk Southern cleaning program that is having people move back into their homes in the next week or two. Yeah. Um, I actually reached out to the EPA to report these, um, what is it, 13, 14 people that had had seizures in that two-week period. Mm -hmm. Talked to the EPA. They told me to call the um, health department, called mm -hmm. the health department. They called me, told me to call the CDC, called the CDC. They told me to call poison control. That's who is taking the symptoms mm -hmm. for people. And then even then, when I talked to poison control, they didn't want to hear about anybody else. They just wanted my specific information. So mm -hmm. it's like... Everybody's pushing the buck, right. uh, which is what we've been doing all along. The buck just gets passed down the line. You know, nobody wants to take your information. Nobody wants to deal with the issue at hand. They just want to pass the buck to somebody else. Pass the buck, pass the buck, cover it up while people get cancer and have seizures and slowly die. Not to mention, God knows what children who have lived through this are going to have to live with as they get older and what horrible illnesses they're going to get. God knows if people that are now young are going to have reproductive issues, but don't worry. It's a great opportunity for us and we're going to unlock that growth opportunity on Norfolk South. Everything's fine. Just another day in the United Corporations of America where your government or corporate America, or both, poison you, and then lie to you after. Do some bullshit testing to tell you, we're not finding any contamination. Oh, your nose is bleeding? Oh, you got blood coming out of your rectum? Heard from that? Heard, heard about that from some residents? Oh, your legs are shaking? Oh, you got sinus problems, your tongue is numb, your lips are numb. You got splitting migraines, headaches, nausea, seizures, cancers already. Sorry to hear that. Maybe you should go to your general practitioner. This is what I mean by the United Corporations of America. And to be clear, of course, of course, uh, the people of Maui should get as much help as possible. By the way, I've been reaching out to try and get interviews uh, with folks there, but obviously uh, they're in the middle of a disaster, so that's been hard. But why is this six months later? Why do we live in a system that we have journalists who cover these things and then just abandon it. Why should these people die in silence? Why is this normalized in this fucked up country that all these fake journalists propagate this myth that's the greatest country on earth? Well, it is the wealthiest country on earth, but the money is going to these sociopathic corporate CEOs who are poisoning people and pretending they're fine.
pretending everything's fine. Just think with your brain, common sense. Do you think that you're going to detonate five cars of a highly cancerous, toxic chemical and it just disappear and everybody be fine and there's no contamination in the town? These people are suffering and nobody's doing a goddamn thing. Oh, excuse me. Sherrod Brown wrote a letter. Senator Sherrod Brown wrote a letter to President Biden asking him, please kindly declare a disaster six months later. Maui, rightly so, got a disaster within 24 hours. Six months later, no emergency declaration, no disaster declaration, which would bring in FEMA full throttle. All of, the, all of these folks' numbers I put in the description. If you got time, call, harass them, keep calling. I don't know what Sherrod Brown is doing other than, from what I've heard, he's met with business owners in town because first priority is business, right? Not the people getting cancer, the people's bleed, bleeding, the people who think their house is on fire because they smell like chemicals six months later, the people puking violently nonstop, splitting migraines, seizures, we got to talk to business owners. Governor Mike DeWine of Ohio, who has taken a lot of money from Norfolk Southern, it took him five months to even request a disaster declaration from the president. When he came to East Palestine, he talked to residents and then handed them his wife's cooking book. Yes, handed residents his wife's cooking book. And if you don't have time to write these down, they're all in the description. Maybe, uh, you know, the Pennsylvania governor, because his residents are sick too. Maybe he could do something. I don't know. Maybe some of the, the you know states have attorney general's office. Maybe they could, you know, file lawsuits against Norfolk Southern, not just civilly so these people could get paid because they're going to have a lot of expensive cancer treatment. But maybe we could start... Charging fucking criminal charges, goddammit. Or we just don't criminally charge people in America for criminally, unnecessarily nuking a small town with a chemical bomb of cancerous chemicals and then declaring everything fine. I don't know, Colin. I think... You know, Timothy McVeigh detonated a bomb over that building, killing, I don't know the number, hundreds of people, I presume. He went to prison. Didn't he have the death penalty? I mean, if I bombed you, if I detonated something over your home, I'm pretty sure I would be charged. Do you think, Colin? I would hope so, at least. And we literally have a whole subsystem for people who kill people accidentally. So like we have a system for this yet, for some reason, if you're a company, whether it's however many people will end up dying in East Palestine or the, what were the estimates? Probably 1500 to 2000 in Flint is just like, Oh, if it, if they are a business, then they can just manslaughter till the cows go home, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I reached out to the Ohio Attorney General's office during the N the NTSB hearing, and I said, are you hearing the manufacturer 
of the chemical company who is testifying under oath, by the way, that they repeatedly told the railroad company there is no risk of an uncontrolled explosion, which debunks their claims of why they detonated a chemical shower over Ohio and Pennsylvania. You know what they told me? Yeah, we're, we're monitoring. Well, we need wall-to-wall, 24-7 coverage of, you know, Trump's various indictments, and he should go to jail for various things. Not mad at it. But we can't get any coverage of a multi-billion dollar company detonating a chemical bomb unnecessarily, illegally, over this town. We can't even have any thought to maybe criminally charging some folks. No, why not? Why? It's way more, you know, there's way more important things to worry about. Ron DeSantis is tanking in the polls. Vivek Ramashama, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. He's surging in the polls. That's what CNN's discussing today. Trump might not debate next week. He might troll the Republican uh, candidates and do do an interview during the Republican debate with Tucker Carlson. I mean, it, it literally, I have felt this way when I'm on the road, and I'm sure Lewis feels it too. Are we in the twilight zone, folks? Uh, am I living in the twilight zone where up is down and down is up and two plus two equals seven? Does nothing matter anymore? What? I mean, for God's sakes, that event that Lewis covered, he was the only national reporter there. He's not from Ohio. He's from Texas. There was only one other outlet, a local PBS outlet. Local ABC was not there that covers the East Palestine, Pennsylvania area. Local NBC wasn't there. Local CBS wasn't there. The New York Times wasn't there. The Washington Post wasn't there. The Associated Press wasn't there. The Daily Beast wasn't there. NBC wasn't there. MSNBC wasn't there. CNN wasn't there. Fox News wasn't there. Status quo was there on a shoestring on a shoestring budget. And I got to tell you, I know we don't have a big audience, but let me honestly ask you: Do you truly think that this can't happen to you and your family? Maybe it will be your water. Maybe it will be a train exploding. Maybe it will be a chemical plant going on fire. We've seen a lot of plastic plants going on fire. And the EPA declaring, oh, it's fine. No no problem that all this plastic burned on fire and spread to your town. You're fine. I just talked to a guy in New Mexico the other day, a viewer. Um, We were talking about What we were talking, uh, I I forgot the reason we were talking. Oh, there was a plastics plant, a plastics plant uh, that went on fire in Albuquerque. So we're talking about it. And I talked to him for about 15, 20 minutes um, just because the media wasn't covering it. And then he tells me that there's been a pipeline leaking there for 20 years. A pipeline has been leaking near him in Albuquerque for 20 years. I'm telling you, folks. 
there's a reason, and we just put this shirt in the store. There's a reason that we created a Poison States of America shirt in our merchandise store. There's a reason we created a Fossil Fuckers shirt in our merchandise store. And yes, go buy it and sport your swag. Uh, there's a reason we created a Got Water shirt. Yes, you know, so we could earn a little more revenue because we don't take money from corporations, but people need to know it's not safe in this country. We got an EPA that is not there to protect the environment. It's there to protect corporate, corporate America. We got a CDC that might as well be the Capitalism Defense Center. We saw that during COVID. I mean, it's just out of control and disgusting. What is, yes, these people deserve as much money as they could get as a settlement. What's that going to do for them if they've got, you know, terminal cancer, permanent damage to children, elderly die earlier than they would have? Yeah, Flint still doesn't have clean waters. We're almost at a decade there. What's the money going to do for them? If there's no criminal charges, should we just repeat this in two or three years when another company, whether it's a railroad company or somebody else decides, eh, just blow it up. We don't want, you know, we can't afford to lose, you know, five or six extra days by doing things the right way. Just blow up the cars, say we had to. It was, it was at risk of uncontrolled explosion. No criminal charges. And by the way, shame on the rest of the media, including independent media, I would include. Shame on the rest of the media for not covering this continually. This is an outrage. This is a crime. Legally, it's a crime, and it's a crime against humanity. And that's why, by the way, that's why, by the way, when I put all the numbers in the description, I got both governors, Pennsylvania, Ohio. We got both senators, Ohio senator, Pennsylvania's, uh, uh, the, both Ohio senators. Uh, we got Congressman Bill Johnson, who's supposed to represent East Palestine. I don't know who he's really representing. We got the congressman who represents Western Pennsylvania. That's sick, Chris Deluzio. I got the EPA number for East Palestine. I also put the number, just for the hell of it, to the United Nations Human Rights. You're not going to do anything, but hey, if you choose, I gave you the number in the email to the United Nations Human Rights Division. What do we got? We got to go to the Geneva Con Convention to get something? I mean, it it's just absolutely outrageous. And keep those super chats coming. Keep those donations coming. I see some donations. I really hope we could get some members because honestly, I'm just going to keep it real with you. I'm just going to keep it very real. If we don't get more members, I can't keep sending Lewis back. I mean, that's the truth. It's not like a marketing technique. We basically lose money on most of these trips. Most of these trips cost us three to $4,000. So if we're not gaining members 
or getting enough in donations, we lose money. And money, we're not in this for money, but obviously, if you're anyone that's run a business, if you're repeatedly spending more money than you're taking in, you will not be able to keep the lights on. So that's why I'm repeatedly pushing, and if I have to, begging, sign up if you can. If you're already a member, donate when you can. That's statuscoup.com slash donate. Appreciate any amount, small amounts and obviously bigger amounts. Do what you can. To those people that are a member, thank you. Membership is what, yes, Chris, membership is what keeps us sustainable. It's what allows us to keep going back to East Palestine and Flint. Tina has gone back to cover Cop City twice. If there is a strike, which I think there's going to be, of the auto workers, uh, I want to go probably to Detroit, where, you know, is the capital of the audio industry. Membership is what allows me to decide to stay places longer. But if we don't grow in membership, then, all right, we've been here four or five days. We're spending this much money. We're not growing members, so we got to go. So this is not like begging you for money just for fun. It's truly, genuinely trying to build a true independent business the right way, the righteous way, through you. I could go on. We have more clips, but I have some other work to do. I am working on the book. Um, the last thing I'll say, and I am going to read Super Chats and donations, and I hope there's some signups uh, as members. The last thing I'll say, you know, there's obviously there's a lot of important things going on. Uh, everybody is involved and passionate about various things. Some of you might be, you know, involved in climate groups. Some of you might be involved in third party groups and trying to get, you know, third party off the ground. Some of you might be involved in ranked choice voting. Some of you might be involved in the fight for Medicare for all. Some of you might be involved in mutual aid in your community. Some of you might volunteer at the soup kitchen. Some of you might be involved in tenants unions. Uh, some of you might not be involved in any of this because you're too fucking busy. You're working three jobs and have kids, whatever it is. I will say all of it matters, but at the end of the day, none of it matters. If we're just going to let our fellow people, Americans, citizens, undocumented, whatever, none of this matters if we're all just going to turn a blind eye. And I'm not talking to you because our audience does care, but collectively, if we're just going to read the newspaper, see a segment about a town nuked, and go on with our day, go on with our lives, not demand that the media stay on it, not demand criminal charges, not demand permanent relocation for any resident who needs it and wants it. None of this other shit matters if we live in a country that any one of us can be poisoned, whether it's the government, corporations, both, and then just left to die. If that were you or me, if we did it to anyone, we would be sent to prison for the rest of our lives. Welcome new status quo member, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate it. And by the way, you do get extra perks as a status quo member, including our monthly members call through Zoom, which you'll get the link to now.
Dan. Uh, we'll have our probably going to have two this month. We already had one, but I owe you guys an extra one because we didn't do one in July. Um, none of this matter. None of that other shit matters if we're just going to let everyone die in Flint and East Palestine. God knows how many Native Americans who have been poisoned on their reservation, fracking, mining, other things. Poor black people, poor brown people who have had corporations polluting into their communities forever. As long as I exist and Lewis exists and Colin exists and John exists, Tina, all this. We're going to stay on these stories, even if they're never going to go viral, even if YouTube is going to suppress us, which it does. I mean, clearly it does. Even if the corporate media is going to abandon these stories, we're not because it's not abandoning the story. It's not just abandoning the story. It's abandoning the people. That's what you're doing. If you're a journalist, in my view, your job is to give the microphone to the people, lift their voices, lift their stories, expose corruption, expose injustice. And if you're not doing that, get out of the industry. Thank you, new status quo member, Ariana became a member today. Thank you. Michael Cooper has been a member for two months. Shout out to the community for enabling status quo to keep going back to East Palestine, Flint, and all other places MSM has forgotten about. Thank you, Michael. And by the way, MSM is covering up. We are covering what they are covering up. It's not just that they're abandoning it. They're covering it up. Dave L, five bucks. Can we ask for a timeline of the media blackout? The MSNBC nerds eventually covered this story, and they always use that as an excuse. Thanks. In my spare time, I'll, I'll try to go back uh, and find when they stopped covering it. It was pretty quick. Tony, five bucks. Is there a chance that Bad Faith, The Hill, TYT, or any other program will have you or your content on their platforms on a regular basis? Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, to the Hill's credit, they did have Lewis on this week from East Palestine, so they've covered it. They've had him on, I think, two or three times. So the Hill has. Uh, Breaking Points has covered it uh, once or twice. Um, we obviously have a partnership with them. Uh, TYT is too you know, spiteful and full of themselves to ever, ever uh, give air to anything associated with me, even if I'm not the reporter. So they care more about their grudge or, you know, distaste for me uh, than the actual stories they pretend to care about. So I, I, I wouldn't expect TYT to have us on or even cover it because they can cover it without even mentioning us. I don't care, but they won't. They won't. They're too busy uh, pivoting to the right. Uh, das Boot Fleisch, 599 euros. I wonder how many people in the Holocaust machinery didn't care about the suffering and only saw the good numbers. The Norfolk Southern CEO deserves prison time. I think he deserves to go to the Hague, personally. Skip prison, send him to the Hague. But yes. Uh, Cooper, 499. Thank you, Status Quo, and thank you, Lewis. Really love the on-the-ground reporting. It's so important. Thank you, and thank you for the contribution. The on-the-ground report, the on-the-ground report, if, 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 if we had the money, which we don't, 
we'd be on the ground all the time. If I didn't have a wife and a nine month old, I would be on the ground all most of the time. That's where I love to be. That's where I feel most useful and effective is on the ground. Um, so that's why, you know, some people say begging. I say doing what I got to do to get this shit funded. Cause I could have sold that a long time ago and I could have sold all you out. I could have taken money. I had some offers to go elsewhere or to take money from a big, big uh, dollar person once or twice and water this thing down. Cause that's what would have happened if I would have taken money from certain uh, entities that I had the opportunity to, but I didn't t-shirt idea, 10 bucks from Caitlin t-shirt idea. First they polluted Flint. Then they polluted Kalamazoo. Then they polluted East Palestine. I was going to use a different word uh, than polluted, but you didn't like it. YouTube didn't like it. <laughs> well, we do have a shirt kind of like that. The what's in your water shirt, Colin, if we could show that which has the names of various cities that have been poisoned that we have covered. Uh, so definitely check it out, you know, if you want to buy the shirt. Because uh, a big part of why we want people to buy our merchandise, obviously, you know, the revenue matters too. We need more revenue. But it's a conversation starter. Most of our shirts, you're not going to get in the store. So that's the uh, Got Water shirt. So you got a, a fresh class on the left. And then on the right, you know, Flint, Michigan, Jackson, Newark, Chicago, East Palestine, uh, a nice cup of brown water. So get that in the status quo store, um, which Colin, they can now get that where? Is it still status slash store? Yeah, it's still status slash store. And uh, if you're watching our YouTube video or anything like that um, on our YouTube channel, you can just look below the video and you'll see different products recommended like our new shirts. I now have uh, stickers for um, all these different things. So if you want to slap a capitalism sticker or got water around East Palestine or poison states of America, you could probably have that in almost any city you're in. Uh, you can get these uh, little stickers and stick them around. They come in two different sizes, but I thought that would be a nice little option for people who don't want to get a whole, whole shirt or already have one. You got some little stickers in addition to the hats and uh, on a poison states of America mug as well. I thought that'd be a good place to put your water in. Love it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Outland, two bucks. Thank you. Status coup. Thank you. Uh, Caitlin, another five bucks. I don't know what's scarier, government in corporate pockets or that so many Americans don't care. We are suffering from learned helplessness. I will tell you, I don't think it's so much that so many Americans don't care. I really think a lot of it comes down to most Americans don't know. You know, there's 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 a psychological thing that happens uh, cognitively that if you just stop hearing about something or you stop seeing something, it kind of just leaves your brain. And subconsciously, you kind of just think, oh, it must have been fixed. I can't tell you how many people when they hear that I'm writing a book on Flint or they hear I'm going back to Flint in my own life. They have no idea that it's still going on, that it's still toxic water, that the people have not gotten health care, that nobody's gone to jail. They have no idea. And they're outraged. They can't believe it. And they say, why isn't the media covering it? And then I have to explain to them uh, the truth about the media. Most people just don't know, believe it or not, because they're busy in their own lives and with their own shit. But thank you, Caitlin. Uh, new member Dan signed up. Thank you, Dan. Really appreciate uh, every membership matters. So if you're not yet a member, please, please consider signing up uh, today, this weekend, if you can, uh, so we could build because membership is how 
we have enough funds consistently to keep going back to cover these stories and to break news. Penny, 20 bucks. Maui water permits due August 7th for native water management. Fire August 8th. Emergency declaration August 9th bypasses native water rights. Plantation capitalism and tourism steal land. H2O, disaster capitalism in New Orleans, Puerto Rico, Thailand, Sri Lanka. None of that surprises me. And Naomi Klein has already been reporting on the disaster capitalism efforts of the corporate vultures to try and buy the land, i.e. seize the land from the victims in Maui. And there's going to be a lot more Maui, folks, because we are living in a climate apocalypse. And there will be a lot more disaster capitalism and corporate vultures trying to come in and steal land from indigenous people on the cheap. It's disgusting. Um, oh, we got another one. Penny, uh, five bucks. How eco is green energy? Dr. Congo cobalt mining, Amazon aluminum, EVs, fires, F fuels and child labor for mining, turbines and panels and landfills. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Cyber Hobbit, 20 bucks. You're appreciated. YouTube won't allow what I really wanted to say. Greed destroys everything. Thanks for your true journalism desperately needed in this world. And by the way, you can just donate directly to us and not do it through Super Chat. That's statusku.com slash donate. And you could leave a comment with it, which I will read those as well. Uh, so you could say whatever you want when you do donate directly to us. Uh, so thank you, thank you uh, for all that. We also have um, to do uh, twenty dollar donation through our website from uh, Tanet, who said thank you so much for all you and your team does. Real reporting, thank you, thank you. Christy donated two hundred dollars, which helps us offset the costs of this specific reporting trip. Thank you so much, Christy. Two hundred dollars goes a long way. Uh, that is basically like one of the flights. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Brian donated 10 bucks. I'm doing my best folks, disabled and attempting to raise three kids. We need to stick together. Thank you, Brian, appreciate that. Uh, and donating whatever you have. Christopher donated $100. Thank you so much, Christopher. Really makes a big difference. And like I always say, you know, obviously do what you can. I know, you know, my audience is, our audience is not rolling in it. But if you're already a member and you want to help more, donate. Statusku.com slash donate. Whether it's five bucks or 200 bucks, we've had people donate $1,000 once in a blue moon. Makes a huge difference. It really takes the economic stress off us. So, hey, we may at least we broke even. So we're not losing money. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Tina is going to be live at 5 o'clock Eastern with Right Wing Insanity Report. Uh, she has, who does she have on this week? Oh, Chuck Modi, uh, who's a great journalist. He's been down there covering Cop City. He's he's reported in D.C. Uh, from a lot of protests. Uh, he's covered kind of the crossroads of sports and po uh, sports and politics. Uh, I don't know. I think, what are they, you know what they're covering, Colin? Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of that, including a, a sort of uh, fitness I believe it was a fitness Nazi group type of intersection there, as well as um, the anniversary of uh, Colin Kaepernick taking the knee and how and that effect and uh, a couple other things, as well as the uh, Insanity Roundup, which has uh, some interesting clips from Marjorie Taylor Greene, among others. Well, I always like my Nazis to be fit. 
So I look forward to whatever they're covering uh, in terms of fitness Nazis. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you to the few people who signed up as members. I hope we could get more of you to sign up as members because the bottom line is we're not just doing this for our health. We're doing this to stay on these stories. Now, you know, we're not trying to parachute into places and never cover it again. We want to stay on these stories. And the only way we can is you helping us do it. Thank you very much. Come back at five o'clock for Tina, uh, right-wing insanity report. Have a good weekend.